You're now listening to Project Kayfabe. Big meaty man slapping me. (laughs) The most unprofessional professional wrestling and pop culture podcast. Let's rock. Where you listen to our shitty little opinions and you kind of enjoy them. That's Cap. Totally Cap. That means lie. This ain't your mommy's podcast. And here are your hosts, Joe and Quade. What is going on, people? Uh, I might be playing air horns. I might not be when I do the editing. But what is up, people? We are Project Kayfabe. Uh, it's been a little over a week just because there was a lot of wrestling last week. was thinking about maybe having an episode come out for last Friday, but it's uh, it was a busy weekend. Fourth of July weekend. Um, you know, did you have a good weekend, Quade? Anything cool? Anything? Do anything fun? And Quade is here, yeah. of course, because we're doing a wrestling show. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> but if you're cl- if you're listening to this, you know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I just I just hang down sides, chill around, didn't do much, didn't go out this weekend. But I'm a, I'm gonna make up for it this weekend, so not too much big right. of a problem. Oh yeah, what do you got going on this weekend? Gonna do so. I'm on TikTok and I'm scrolling through. You know, they have like date NY date ideas, and I see this mini golf. I'm like, I ha- I always want to go mini golf. I haven't been in a long time, and I couldn't find one in New York. And I finally found a place on Pier 25, so I'm gonna go do that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's mini golf. Yeah, around there. Like, isn't it like? I think I saw. I think I might have saw the same video you saw. What? It's like ten bucks or something. Yeah, it's really cheap. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll have fun with that. Yeah, I'd probably, I'll probably do that one day. Uh, yeah, I, it was a busy weekend, too. I went to the beach a couple times, got some color. You know, as a Latino, I get real dark real quick once I'm out in the sun. But, uh, yeah, 4th of July, fuck America, because our country sucks anyway. But, <laughs> hey, we're still somehow better in a lot of other countries, no matter how much shit we talk. You know, someone, we already got probably like three unlist people who ended the podcast just now once I said that. But, eh, I don't care what you think. <laughs> um, so, anyway wrestling there was three fucking shows last week it was a big week for wrestling last week uh starting off with forbidden door last sat not this past saturday but the following saturday or no it was actually sunday yeah sunday and then you had blood and guts and then you had money in the bank um we're gonna talk about each one of these and hopefully it's not too long and hopefully you enjoy what we're talking about but um overall good week for wrestling forbidden door to start us off um before we break in Breaking, we're not breaking in anything. But uh, before we dive into each match, uh, for the most part, I think it's safe to say for their first attempt at a you know cross branded promotion show, cross promotion show, I think they did pretty fucking good for what they had. You know, as I've I think we mentioned in the pod, they had so many people they didn't have like Omega, Punk, Brian, Ibushi, Naito, so many integral parts of each promotion that were missing. But they still, I, in my opinion, I think they still fucking killed it with what they had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I didn't have any problem with it. I thought it was a pretty decently good pay-per-view. You know, I thought it, um, my enjoyment of it was kind of, this is, this is more doing me. I sprained my ankle really bad that day, so I was, like, more in pain than in watching the show. <laughs> How did you sprain but your ankle? <laughs> I, I took the wrong step walking. In. I was went to a wedding. I took a wrong step down. Oh, quite you're one of Damn, bro. And it, it was really bad. It was, it was, a, it was a really bad uh, sprain. It still, it still hurts, but um, <laughs> besides, besides me being in pain half the show, um, I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was really good. One of my favorite yeah. 
favorite pay-per-view is May W. <laughs> That's fucked up. 24 going on 42 with your injuries, man. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, yeah, <laughs> that's fucking funny. Um, yeah, I mean, for what they had, I liked it. And uh, we could dive into this card. It's on one of these tabs. Um, we had Goto and Hashi go against QT Marshall and Aaron Solo in the buy-in. Didn't really watch that, but that was a match. <laughs> um, I have no opinion on that. <laughs> I don't even remember watching those. I don't think I don't know if I, I did watch a pre-show match. I don't remember that one at all, though. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I see someone rated a B minus on sport okay. sportingnews.com, whatever this website is. I'm just looking at the fucking results. So I guess they liked it. <laughs> um, Lance Archer versus Nick Camarado was like a last minute addition to the pie in. And the match starts off with Lance Archer basically landing on his fucking dome and keeps it going. <laughs> I mean, that's I, I was barely paying attention, but that's what I saw. And, um, oh, yeah, talk about that last match just for a second. Uh, what was it? Goto and Hashi win. And in this one, Lance Archer defeats Nick Camarado because it just makes sense. But I like Nick Camarado. He looks like he'd have a cool look if they use him well. It would be cool to see if he went to New Japan and, like, just this little big guy there. I don't know, but that was a match. <laughs> Yeah, I actually like this match. I like the match. I thought it was pretty good. No, I thought it was a decently entertaining match. So, yeah, I can't complain about it. Okay, yeah. Uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, you know, tagging together, even though they've kind of had some weird moments. Like, can you trust Swerve? Or I don't fucking know. Whatever they're trying to build up there. Uh, but they defeat Desperado and Conmora, which I think I might pronounce wrong. My biggest thing that I took away from this match was uh, when – Swerve like did some like crazy move off of Desperado. That was pretty intense. So I thought that oh, was yeah. cool. And they took away the W. And I just like, you know, they're still having this feud going on with Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Stark. It would be cool to get more of them on television, but right now AEW is getting a little bloated, so it's hard to get everyone on there, but they still do a good job trying to do it every other week, but they take home the W on that one, so still not too much for me to say here because they're all just buying matches. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of first. Honestly, I'm, like, I'm disappointed that Keith Lee and Swerve was on the freaking buy-in versus the actual show. But you know what? I'm not gonna complain. It is what it is. At least they were somewhere, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I will say, like the only, oh, not only. The best pre-show match so far for the year for, I guess, any promotion, but specifically AEW, I still think it has to be like House of Black versus yeah. Lucha yeah. Bros and Neville. I think it was, yeah, that, that match went insane. And that was just a buy-in match. Yeah, that match but, went crazy. Yeah, that was for Revolution. There you go. Yeah, for Revolution. Mm-hmm. I remember I went to, went to the bar to go see that one. That was good. And then the last match of the night... Well, well, the buy-in that is is Billy Gunn and Max Caster. They take on Alex Coughlin, DKC. It's the New Japan Dojo. That's what they are. And the reason why it's Billy Gunn and Max Caster is because originally, you know, they came out. They did their little rap that they do with you know Max Caster, Dare, Anthony Bowens in the wheelchair, and then you got the. Uh, ass boys, you know, son of guns. Uh, they got pissed off at Danhausen, so they chased and went after Danhausen instead of being in the match. And uh, they still ended up getting the W. So I, I just, I really enjoy, I've always enjoyed the acclaim. Even after, you know, Max Caster put his foot in his mouth and got in trouble, the acclaim is really good. And I really like Anthony Bowens. And I really enjoy that he gets to have a platform, you know, 
on like TNT television, like in commercials, like especially during Pride Month, he talks about like you know being gay and like being proud that AEW supports that. So that's fucking dope. And just the whole combination of these guys with the Son of Guns, the Gun Club, it's pretty funny. I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I actually really like that. Yeah, I, I like I like Claim a lot too. I think they're a pretty good team. Um, and I actually I, I like the Gun Bros. I think they're pretty cool. You know, I mean, like they remind me of Logan Paul and Jake Paul. So I just find it funny. Like I don't have a reason to really hate them. They're just just there. Yeah, they don't they don't give me problems. They're just they're nice, like, you know, entertainment. And maybe at yeah. some point maybe they'll get taken a little seriously. Like I think Bowens is, has real big potential caster. I mean, he is, he's just really good on the mic and he's not a bad wrestler. They're all that's there's that's the thing too about like I guess AEW. Like I wouldn't say anyone's really a bad wrestler here because they do get to wrestle pretty well in what they want to do. It's not like in WWE where it's like some of these guys like I don't know why they're there besides just the entertainment factor, but no, these guys at least can go if they wanted to, and I think that was a good match for them. Yeah. Okay, we start off the show, New uh, New Japan AEW. We started off with Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki, and they go against Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shoto Umino, Amano, Amino, I can't pronounce it. Anywho. Uh, winner gets the advantage in Bloody Guts by having the extra guy show up in the cage with them once, uh, you know, in the separated intervals of time. Um, you know, I saw some people were kind of complaining still that, like, why this match is on the card. But, like, you need Chris Jericho. You need Eddie Kingston. And to get Suzuki on the card. Also, even Sammy Guevara. He was on the first match ever for this company. Like, on, you know, when he took on Kip Sabian. And then, like, the first match on AEW television. So, like, if you're going to do a cross-branded show, this is what you got to do. And uh, it wasn't, like, any crazy match. It was still just... It was cool to see, like, Suzuki going on, like, in the ring against Eddie Kingston. And, like, him, even though he was partnering with Chris Jericho, it was still cool to see that they were, like, together in the ring which is, like, the moments that this show makes. And I think, you know, this match, it does what it do. It does what it can do to get these people on the show, I guess. Honestly, like, this is probably one of my favorite matches on the card. I really like this match. I, like, I'm not big for, you know, multi-man tag team match, like, six-man tag matches, anything like that. And I'm not big on Chris Jericho. I'm not big on Sammy. Um, I like Eddie. I like Wheeler. Suzuki and oh, he's cool. I don't know much about him because I don't watch New Japan like that. But honestly, I really like this match. I thought this one the better um, put together match on the card, and it wasn't my match at night for a while. Like as some of the matches went on, really? until, like late in the card. But I don't know. I, I just thought it was a really good opening match. I thought it was really put together well, um, and I really had no problems with it at all. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Maybe it's because I, you know, was watching this match and. It was the first match, so it's hard for me to remember the most, but maybe I'll have to give it a rewatch. Also, I was trying to watch it on fight and stream at the same time doing a watch along, but when you use the VPN, it's harder to stream. So then, like, it's like the whole my computer was fucking up. My computer was not having it with me trying to stream while being on a VPN. So I like it. It was annoying that first half. It was barely able to pay attention to it. But from what I saw, it was good. But maybe I have to, you know, I, I see this one place is rating an A+. And if this was almost your match of the night, then I'm going to have to maybe give it another rewatch when I do watch some of these matches again. Because, like, for example, I think the main event I'm going to watch one more time because I thought that was pretty good. But we'll get into that. Um, the next match, 
You know, you had FTR, tag team champions. They had the ROH title, had the AAA title, titles on the line, including the New Japan tag team titles with Jeff Cobbs, Great O'Conn, and they're going against Rapongi Vice, Trent Barretta, and Rocky Mamero. I mean, this match was as good as it could be for, like, this type of tag team, like, with three tag teams in a row. And I will say that the one thing I wish is I never understand when sometimes you have multiple tag teams in the ring, you know, going against each other. I kind of wish you could just, like, for example, there's three tag teams here. Just make it a triple threat match in the ring. Why do we always have, like, only two teams allowed to wrestle at the same time? I know sometimes there's other tag team matches where that does happen, but I kind of wish that was, like, the standard. But either which way, this match was pretty fucking good. I mean, FTR winning the gold is exactly what I wanted. That's what we needed and what they deserved. And they got the, they got it. And I think, you know, everyone got to have the opportunity to shine in this match. Even Rapunky Vice, who it's like, you know, you look at them, they're like, oh, they're just supposed to eat the pin. They did really well. And I think at one point they had a moment that it looked like they could have walked away with the belts. But overall, I think this match was really fun. Yeah, I, I, I hate this match in the beginning because I was just like, all right. I'm still don't even know if it was fake or not, but when the guy went, which which one is FTR? Which one got hurt mid in the beginning of the match? It was, the, it was Dax. One. It was Dax. Dax. So when he walked through and got hurt, I'm like, all right, if this is legit, that sucks. And um, too much injuries going on. Then I'm like, all right, he came back. So I'm just say, all right, if if this was a fake injury, why did it waste my time and like have him go out and come back? And I feel like that didn't help the match. I don't know, maybe to try to like hype up Cash real a little bit, but to me, it didn't land for him. And at that point, I just said, like, I don't care about this match anymore. I'd rather a punky vice win or something. I just don't care about FTR. I don't like FTR to begin with, so that's part of the reason. Well, why too. Yeah, that's right. You, you, you're, you're, <laughs> you make no sense. You're, I'm a hater. Your opinions, you know, man. But I think, I mean, yeah. it could have been a spot, but at the same time, I didn't, he came back more taped up, and I saw yeah. the scrum. I'm pretty sure he was pretty banged up still. So I think it was like they were worried to make to see if it was a real injury or not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or it could have just been one of those classic wrestling tropes. But it wasn't the I, I didn't mind it. I was also my stream was still trying to get used to it, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm indifferent about this match. I, I maybe I watch rewatch it, but yeah, I don't know. It could have been better. I think we talked about this the last time we did the pod, where it's like Kwade needs a wrestler that can wrestle and have more character to them. If their yep. gimmick is just being a wrestler, it kind of is not there for you. But like, come on, it's FTR. They're if you think about it, half of the time, Bret Hart didn't even have a fucking character. <laughs> I don't know if you care for Bret Hart or not, but yeah, that was his, he was Canadian, wore pink. And that's what basically these guys are, but they're American and they don't wear that much that's, pink. That's funny. Cause I did like, okay, looking back, like if I watch old stuff, I'm like, I'm more of a Sean guy because Sean had a character when Bret really did not. Bret was just Bret. He wrestles. He's like, all right, cool. But you know, Sean, he had the character that meant would have been a good wrestler. So, uh, you know. Now I get towards Sean a little bit more than Brett. Why well, you got are you more of a Sean guy than a Brett guy? Yeah. Before or well, before well, until I found Sean Michaels, not really a good person. <laughs> but you know. It's, it's, oh yeah, I mean, and they're both they're all they all have their own problems. Brett takes yeah. himself a little too serious sometimes. Sean, Sean was pretty much a shithead before he found God. So. <laughs> right. But uh, FTR takes home the W. That is really good for them. I'm excited to see what happens from there. Um, and who knows? I mean, probably or maybe at all out, put the belts on the line, and they go against the Bucks, and they'll probably walk away with those that gold too. I kind of want to see them win the Impact titles just because why not? Like, I don't even know who the Impact – I think what is it? It's the gun – it's uh, – 
Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson are the champions over there. They could lose to FTR, and then they could have even more gold, honestly. Uh, next match, Atlantic Championship match. Clark, Con- uh, Clark Connors versus Pack versus Malachi Black versus Miro. Uh, I saw a lot of people are like, who the fuck is Clark Connors or people who just don't know New Japan? Like, I don't really know who he is either. I know his face. Um, he did really well in this match. I'm going to give it to him. A lot of people in discords that I was a part of were like kind of like mid towards him at first, but like he was getting some really cool moments. Like he had the table moment. He put, I think it was a Rusev for Malachi through the table. He had some awesome moments and I called it. This is exactly what I wanted. Pack gets the W. I think he's most deserving, especially because he's and out of a lot of these people that have been in AEW the longest. He's been there, has never had gold, has had some really big matches, but never like, you know, until recently, he's never been that featured as much as he could be, I feel. Um, and now he gets fucking gold finally. What did you think? Yeah, I thought uh, I, was, I honestly didn't expect Pac to win, which I'm pretty I'm good for him. Like I said, he's been there for what the beginning, and then I just thought as, as more people came in, I thought yeah, he's never win the title because he's gonna get pushed back and back and back. But luckily, um, they made this new title, so he got signed. But um, yeah, Clark Connors, he was actually really good in the match. I don't know who he is; they have never heard of him, but he really like. If he had the chance to make a name for himself, he really did it there. And um, so now I know his name, so good for him. Um, I would personally have to see Malachi Black win, but. You know, Pac deserves it too, and this guy's just been there forever and been like a consistent name and always doing the certain stuff with them, being blindfolded and all this different stuff. So good for him. Yeah, I think so too. And like, for example, I think Malachi Black at some point, like he has plenty of time to get his moment, whether it's like a mid card title or even a big world title. For example, it would be cool to see him have a feud against Moxley. Maybe that might happen now with you know Brody King challenging him for the world title this week. But um, it would be very cool to see. But if all else fails, whenever they get the six-man tag team titles, he'll probably, like House of Black, will probably just get those titles at this point. Who knows? Um, But, yeah, I mean, everyone in here did really fucking well. This was a really fun match. And, like I said, I'm just very happy Pac gets gold finally because poor guy, like, left WWE, wanted more, and now here he is. And I think he's defending it either this week or he already did. In um, well, in the UK, I'm pretty sure yeah. this week he might be defending it. So he's already out there doing his thing. Uh, next match, we had Darby Allen Sting and Shingo Takagi, a.k.a. was Dudes of Attitude, against the Bucks and El Fantasmo. Match already started off fucking hot when you got Sting, you know, looking like he's coming from the rafters. Instead, he's jumping off, like, one of the, you know, the areas at the fucking entranceways. And that was, like, this is... Sting is 60-something years old, and he's just doing this shit. More and more that they prove, like, WWE fumbled the bag so hard when they finally got Sting and gave us, you know, him versus Triple H. He should have went over. Seth Rollins versus Sting. Yeah, he definitely, it's okay for him to lose that match, but then he was injured, and then they never brought him back. And every time Sting gets into the ring, for the most part, they show how WWE fumbled the bag so hard. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm just, I don't know how they didn't do the Taker match, man. Whenever I think of Sting, I just think about the Taker match and the match that never happened. It just honestly, like, straight up just disappointed me. Because that's like the easy match you could easily do right away when you can get Sting. You sign someone like Sting, you do the money match people want to see. But really, at least AEW is out here, like, giving Sting, like, his props. You know, he's doing all these high spots and stuff like that. And it's like, now you can never miss a step. And it's just crazy that 
he could have easily been in WWE still doing WWE and, and wrestling and like having on good matches, but they just dropped the ball. They didn't trust and, him. Yeah. And what's still crazy is too, it's like until he signed with AEW, you know, we could have at least had some type of Sting versus Taker match. Sure, it wouldn't have been exactly what everybody wanted. But if you could have, they could have just done a cinematic match like what they gave AJ versus Undertaker. That could have been Sting because Sting wasn't even with the company still. He was still, I guess, technically on some form of deal with the WWE or whatever the hell was going on. But they dropped the fucking bag. And I'm not chalking shit about his Undertaker's last match with AJ. I thought that was great. Is but we just had to have to live with our lives knowing that this can this will never happen. Even. Even now, it could still happen, but it, that means Sting would have to leave AEW, and why would he? He's having a great time. He's never had to wrestle a singles match, and I'm still wondering, will that happen at some point? Will he ever have a singles match in AEW? And at this point, too, it's like, all right, he could go to WWE for a big bag, but I, I don't know. I just think he's just having a lot of fun, so why would he? <laughs> No, maybe Taker just you know maybe Taker <laughs> maybe Taker sounds like no AEW. way in hell Taker goes all elite. <laughs> that'd be crazy. That'd, that'd be some. That'd be a sight. Vince would. Probably I think if him. Undertaker went all elite, Vince McMahon would have a heart attack and yeah. die. <laughs> like it's yeah, fucked up, but it probably would happen. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that match. Um, back to the match. I didn't really talk about it. Pretty interesting match, not bad. It was like it was what the Young Bucks are, and like you know they could just kind of continue to bring Bullet Club around more, especially now that all of their friends are injured, you know, except Hangman. But you know, I saw on BTE they're teasing like you know are they going to try to work things out with Hangman since now the Bucks and they said on TV too they're fucking lonely now, you know. So it would be interesting to see maybe more Bullet Club shenanigans again, or you bring you know the Bucks as face, but I really like the Bucks, Bucks' heel. Bucks' face, I don't really care. Let them be assholes. That's uh, they're, They've been doing a great job at that. This match is cool. It had a bunch of shenanigans, you know, like Sting and Phantasma doing twitty tisters, t- uh, titty t- twisters to each other. Uh, just a ridiculous type of match, but still fun as hell, too. Yeah, that match was really fun. Like, yeah, it was, it was cool to see Bullet, uh, Bucks in the Bullet Club gear, like, you know, like old Came out to Bullet and, Club song. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. And then, like, this is my first time watching El Fantismo, whatever his name is, in the match. He's pretty good. He's pretty funny. He's a good, good, solid guy. Um, yeah, this match was cool. It, it was fun all around. Like, I really had no problem. It was just, like, everything just going on, just, like, wild. And it was sometimes some of the best matches you can put on in, like, the middle of a show. So, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a match that's, you know – booked heavy or like you know very anticipated it's those matches that are just out of nowhere that aw does really well at like those matches that just like they put it together why not and it actually works out really well and people love talking shit about the young bucks but the young bucks are still very fucking entertaining i don't care if it's a fucking like you know spot fest i think even with being a spot fest the young backs the young backs the young bucks know how to put on a good fucking story within the ring too and they are one of the best tag teams in the fucking world of wrestling. Like, you can't deny it. So, yeah, I, mean, I feel like you might be a little Young Bucks hater, aren't you? <laughs> I'm, uh, I like them. I like them. I don't have a problem. Sometimes I think some of the matches are full of, full of spots and that's unnecessary. But I like them. I have no problem with them. They're basically the Hardys. And I like the Hardys. Yeah, I mean, they take inspiration from there. And, like, sometimes, like, you got to – I feel like wrestling fans, like, even though it needs to translate through both – 
television and like in front of the live crowd. I feel like sometimes like if it's a spot fest, if the crowd's enjoying it, it's good because like you don't hear any crowd fucking being bored with spot fest matches. You know, that just makes the match more enjoyable for the, you know, the people in the ring when you get the crowd going crazy. Because I'll fucking, like, no matter what, you do crazy spots in front of a crowd, they're going to go off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so, yeah, not that, that, in that case, it's really not that bad then. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a thing that they got to do. Um, after that match, we get, uh, you know, updated on... Grand Slam, you know, it's happening, of course, September oh, yeah. 21st, we get announced, and I believe in July 22nd, I think, is when tickets go live on sale, so Quade, you, you, I'm going to leave it up to you like you did last year, you get us those tickets, and you try and get us, you know, I don't like sitting on ground level, but I want, if they have those cool chairs again, I want it just because, like, that was cool, I wish, I'm still sad we never got those cool, like, yeah. ground level seats just for those chairs, but even if we got in the 100 level again, I mean, great view the show last year was awesome and i know tony khan wants to go above and beyond this year so like we might get like a fucking i don't know all loud or like you know wrestlemania type card again because last year was crazy this year could be really great like i run i won i still think match of the year last year was brian danielson kenny omega yeah. grand slam bias maybe but also it was literally match of the year it was so fucking good so it'd be really interesting to see how they're able to you know count like do this but then also yeah now that i think about it september mind you we're only in july but that's not still a far far away we're probably not gonna have a punk and a brian danielson and probably not omega unless omega's good to go i don't know so very interesting to see what they could pull off but i think you know it's aw they'll find a way to make it good and you know who knows maybe we might have johnny gargano by then you know, I honestly think I think uh, I honestly think we're gonna have him by then. I think he'll be there. I think I think they're gonna pull off a good card. I think I'm excited for it. Um, trying to get those you know those floor seats you get front row even better. That'd be lit. That'd be yeah, I'd cool. spend the extra money for that. Um, and I almost got that. I don't know if it was that one or UBS show, but I almost got front row tickets, and those were very cheap. So if the price doesn't change too much, I'm expecting this to be very affordable again, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm down. I'm very interested to see what we could get just as that card. Like, I know All Out is happening at the beginning of that month, September 4th. Like, it would be cool because the beef between Claudio Castanola, who we'll talk about in a bit in a minute, Claudia uh, Castanola. I don't fucking know. Words are hard, man. But Eddie Kingston, they have somewhat of a beef that was in the indies in the past, and it was apparently one of the best, like, indie beefs in history. So it would be interesting to see, like, maybe they'll fight it all out, or maybe they save it for Arthur Shea, but they need some big-ass matches for that. So I'm very interested to see what the potential of AEW's cards will be looking like by then. Um, and then, oh, yeah, Jericho threw a fucking fireball at the face of uh, Shoto, which is fucked up. But I saw that he was um, wrestling somewhere in Japan or somewhere in America recently, and he was still selling it, like the burns on his face. So I think that's pretty fucking funny. Uh, what else? Next match was Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm for AW title. Thunder Rosa takes on the W. Um, I thought the finisher was a little weird because I wasn't used to it because it's she did Dustin Rhodes finisher, which is like a little corkscrew kind of or spinning, I don't know, suplex. I don't know what you call that. But 
it, it was for your only women's match on the card. It wasn't bad. It wasn't. I wouldn't say it was great, but it was okay. It was a good match. Yeah, I remember this, this match didn't blow me away. It was honestly just there. Like, I'm not a big fan of Tony Storm. I don't think she's that good. I think she's kind of overhyped. Um, Rose was good, but you know, because right now yeah. she doesn't have a character for you, so by default you don't like that. her. <laughs> I just think she's not that good in the ring. I, I think she's just kind of mid. Like even since WWE, she was mid. NXT UK. Well, bad. I uh, find yeah. I'll counteract this. I know because I fucking saw your Discord name, fucking live whatever. I know you're fucking big. Cool. Uh, I feel like she's not that great in the ring either. I think she has yeah, one a cool, one cool move, but besides that, I don't know. But I'm happy for her. We'll get to that, huh? Well, yeah, not since she's actually interesting though compared to Tony. Tony's just there. She just, Dude, they gave Liv Morgan the yeah. mic one time when that uh, when they did that five way that Carmella <laughs> one. I was like, Jesus Christ, take the mic <laughs> off of her. So yeah, it's, it's not the best, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I don't know. I don't. I don't trust a lot of people's opinions sometimes, and I'm not going to trust your opinion on Tony Storm. <laughs> I think she's really good in the ring, but there's no real character development. I've said this like I think in the last show too. No one really has. None of the women have character development besides like fucking Nyla Rose, and I feel like Jade's. She's kind of. I love Jade, but she also kind of still doesn't even have that much development. She just fucking tells tony to cut the shit and she calls herself the top bitch so i mean that's about it nowadays but she is still a star but that's just i think can't blame anyone more than aw because you would care more if they did more with them yep. but i don't know like right now ever since tony storm came to the, to aw i feel like she's just wrestled and that's been her character <laughs> and that's all i mean they don't give them time to have promos so <laughs> yeah. Like, what could she do at this point? And when they do, I just don't like them. I think the last thing I kind of liked was Serena Deeb getting pissed the fuck off, yeah. and Dustin Rhodes came down. So I thought that was it. That was pretty good. Besides that, like you know, you got people like, for example, like Nyla Rose. She makes her own moments because she is very funny when she gets a chance. Mm-hmm. I saw when she, I think, was she took on Tony Storm on Rampage. I saw the clip of you know her pretending to be a weatherman and shit like that. I'm like, that was that was hilarious. So you know, they just have to find their own spots, but they don't give them enough time. And when they do, it's kind of awkward. I don't know. Just feel like it's weird. I don't know, but not a bad match. And hopefully, we'll see something more down the line, and maybe Quade will eat his words. <laughs> I'll, I'll be glad to if she can put a good match on. That, that means that leaves me wild. Oh, haven't you seen? She had a really good match against. I thought the match against Britt Baker wasn't bad. And um, what other match? There was another match she had. Um, I saw it live actually. Oh, against her and Jamie Hayter wasn't bad either. Maybe I blinked and missed it because you know the match <laughs> go along. <laughs> uh, uh, next match, my match of the night, honestly. Well, Osprey versus Orange Cassidy. I f- it was for the IWGP United States Championship, which is funny that Juice Robinson is technically the champ still, and now Will Osprey is a champ, but they don't have a belt to give Will Osprey. He just comes out with the Rev Pro title. Um, anywho, I knew this match was going to fucking slap, and it fucking slapped. I knew it. I had a feeling. People people look past the fact that Orange Cassidy is a comical character. Like, they don't look past the fact that he's a comical character and realize this dude can have a really good match. And, like, he just had a good match, too, against uh, – he, he actually had a match on 
Dynamite. Now I'm, I'm forgetting. Who do you, who do you wrestle? Uh, I guess someone. I'm pretty sure he did. Well, I'll tell you right now because I have the results here. He had a match against Ethan Page, and that was cool too. But um, Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay is what we're talking about. And that match was funny, but also just really good at fucking wrestling. Like, they, Will Ospreay can wrestle pretty much anybody, but Orange Cassidy, like, he can have a good match with anybody too. Like, they did a great job. Yeah, that match was really good. Yeah, that was probably, that was probably one of my other matches of the nights. So yeah, I agree. Um, it was good. Like, well, I, I had a feeling that match would be, you know, pretty decent because, like, Orange Cassidy is good. Will Ospreay, you know, Things aside about his ad to stuff like that, whatever, he's one of the best wrestlers right now competing. So, like, obviously the match is probably going to slap. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was, well, then this slap, it was funny, you know, the, the spots, like, uh, the middle finger and stuff like that with Orange, with uh, Will Ospreay and at the pockets. Like, all of it was just funny. It was a good match. Like, I really um, enjoyed it. Yeah. I think, you know, this match really showed how good Orange Cassidy can be in the ring. Like I said uh, on our last show, um, you know, probably his best match at that point in his career was against o- uh, Omega and Pac. And now this is easily his best match of his AEW career so far. Cassidy is a fucking, like, he deserves an opportunity. And I think it would be sick to get him as TNT champion some point down the lane. Right now, we're probably going to have some big boys as champ if Wardlow ends up beating Scorpio Sky. But, like, I would hope within the next year or so, whenever whatever they do with that title, it would be cool to give Orange Cassidy some gold. That this, this dude could have some gold and let him even like if it's a TNT title, I'd love to see if he would have like a title that he just fucking doesn't give a shit about. Like, you know, his gimmick is, you know, whatever. He doesn't care. So it'd be interesting to see what he would do to the title. And um he almost walked away as IWGP United States champion. There was a lot of quick, like almost like moments where he got away with it. And until Will Ospreay, that elbow of his is fucking nasty. Like, he really puts it into it. I saw a video on TikTok of him doing it to some kid somewhere. I forgot. The kid guy looked like a kid. He was like a young wrestler, and it fucking slaps that elbow he has. It goes crazy. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. He's, yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, I'm like, I, can't even, I can't even deny anymore. I'll have to, I'll have to say it. <laughs> you were denying it before? Part of me is like, oh man, Will Ospreay sucks because he made some bad comments. But you're not in the day. You can't not do <laughs> wrestling, Brady. You really can't. No, exactly. Like for example, like I'll go on the record of saying this one, and it still sucks. But Velveteen Dream, shitty person, very fucking shitty dude. Should be fucking like in jail for how fucking shitty he is. But he is a tremendous in-ring talent. <laughs> and it sucks to say that, you know. He's good. Uh, and Riddle's good. Theory Riddle, sucks. Uh, <laughs> but huh? Theory, oh yeah, theory. Theory's awful. <laughs> we'll get into that little rant in a bit. But he can wrestle too, and that's a problem. And I've honestly been nicer about Riddle just because I know Randy Orton's a big fan mm-hmm, of him. Yeah. So if he gets the Randy Orton seal of approval, he's getting the. I'm looking a little past all his problems, but um, yeah sucks when there's so many really great wrestlers out there, but out of the ring, they're fucking idiots. Yeah. Um, anyway, Zack Sabre Jr. versus a mystery opponent who will now be a part of the Blackpool Combat Club. Speculations were going crazy, and of course, it turned out to be exactly who most people thought it would be. Cesaro, a.k.a. Claudio Cascanola. 
Noli. Uh, I'm bad at pronouncing names. People mm-hmm. can let me know. Um, but fucking Cesaro came out, and that was awesome. It was funny, too, because you could, uh, the way they did it on TV, on Fight, or whatever, wherever they fucking stream it at, they show the crowd first, and the crowd's getting hyped as hell. And we don't see it until they finally, like, show us who it is. Kind of like the AJ, like, getting into the <laughs> Royal Rumble spot, where, like, they ever the crowd knew, but we didn't yet. And that was just awesome. Cesaro is in AEW, he's in the Blackpool Combat Club, and he pulled off a really sick match against Zack Sabre Jr. They've wrestled before in the past, but just the excitement of having him in the ring, him going against Zack Sabre Jr., and just him being an all-elite wrestling, like, there was that speculation that maybe he might go back to the WWE. And I was like, man, that would suck, but, like, AEW would be sick. And it's already within... Two fucking matches. He's already proved how fucking cool it is that he's an AW. Yeah, at the end of my first, I was like, eh, you know, if it's just, I don't really care, you know. It's just, yeah, he's not that excited. Like, oh, because he's just he another guy out. that's just a wrestler, huh? <laughs> yeah, and then as he came out and everything, I was in the match. I was like, man, I'm eating my words. This is actually, this is actually really cool. Are oh, they I'm, just I'm, a I'm big really hater? <laughs> I, this, time, this is the one time I eat my words and say I'm hyped that he's an AW. You know, I thought it'd be cool. I want to drink a Gano. But he's going to come eventually. I'm pretty sure of that. So um, I could wait a little bit longer. But, yeah, this is cool. He fits so perfect in with that group, with Down Brian, Moxley, Yuda. Like, that's just a perfect fit, like, to the T. Um, and the match was really good. It was really – that was probably one – that was one of my – I ranked that maybe my third favorite match of the night. Um, yeah, it was really good. I really liked it. Like, Claudio, like, man. I didn't realize how much I missed him. Like I remember his match with Roman and all. Like when he had that little feud and the Seth stuff, and he was like just showing out. And I'm just, I'm just, I can't understand how WWE didn't like pull the trigger on him. Yeah, that's and maybe it's because they're just like you, or it's like, oh, he's just a wrestler, <laughs> you know? Because he yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, but the thing is, Claudio, I mean, Cesaro, he had some great moments too. Like him in the bar, that was probably his best like run in the WWE, just being a part of the bar. Um. But I will say, like, it was just, it was so sick as hell. And that's my favorite thing about wrestlers from WWE or who were at WWE before when they joined the indies because, or like, you know, indies or like AEW or any other promotion, because then they get to wrestle the way they want to wrestle. You know, they don't have to follow the WWE like formula and they go crazy. And Cesaro was just fucking going nuts. Like, right off the bat, the bell rings, boom, hits him with a crazy European uppercut or uppercut, whatever you want to call it. And, like, that just, like, sets the tone. And then just what he did in Blood and Guts and how impressive he was. This is why it's awesome that we have another big promotion that people could go to. Sure, people like WWE diehards will complain and be like, oh, it's just WCW or TNA, blah, blah, blah. But they're just fucking killing it. Competition is awesome. So this is really great to see Cesaro, Claudio in AEW. There's a lot of potential. It would be sick if they could give him the fucking gold. And, you know, there's a lot of cool-ass matches we could get out of here. Him versus Kingston is obviously a feud that never fucking finished in the indies the right way. They need a rubber match, technically, because I think they're one and one um, uh, What else? Brandon Kingston maybe never won. I watched the video breaking down. Um, him versus Omega would be pretty cool oh, yeah. to see what they would do. Like, that would be fun to see. Um I know, like, Adam Cole, he's real hyped to get his boy, like, Swiss there, you know, part of the Chugs and all that. 
but it would be really cool for them to go against each other. Like there's a lot of opportunities for Cesaro to do well and hopefully one day become like a, like a champion. Like, you know, everyone complained, like they should have put the gold on Cesaro at some point in his career there. Like sure. They gave him the U S I think maybe he was an intercontinental champion and he was a tag team champion a bunch of times, but like, he like AEW is a company that proves you don't have to be the biggest talker, the biggest character. Sometimes, if you're just a really fucking good wrestler, the, they could put the belt on you. Like, sure, it, it happens that Chris Jericho, you know, John Moxley, and Omega are bigger as like you know have big personalities. But I would say like Hangman, he grew more as his personality as champion. Um, but I feel like Hangman and Cesaro could kind of be similar as like champions too. Cesaro would be better Hangman champion if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, why is that? Because he's a better wrestler. Better wrestler. More interesting. Hangman's cool. <laughs> I don't got from Hangman, but it just you got. It seemed like you're hating a lot of people today, Quade. Who do you even like in this company, huh? That's a good question. I don't know who I like in the. I like Kenny Omega. No, she was back, but he's not here. So what could I do? <laughs> I feel like I wonder if I go back into our old tapes of uh, AEW like podcasting stuff, and we'll be like, "Yeah, I don't really like Kenny." <laughs> <laughs> I probably did well, at some point. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I think uh, his reign lasted too long. So there you go. Yeah, I had to do something because of the fucking pandemic era. But anywho, uh, Jay White versus Adam Page versus Adam Cole versus Okada. Jay White wins the title, which I'm happy about because it would suck for Jay White himself if he gets another short reign as champion. Um, I think that match was really fucking cool. The match had a lot of great moments. The one thing we didn't get was the fucking Rainmaker. And a lot of people are saying, you know, it looked like, you know, Cole was supposed to take the Rainmaker, but he got injured and he was already wrestling injured with a shoulder injury. And then, you know, a lot of people are speculating because that finish, like, that was the first thing that kind of like came to mind i'm like damn that finish sucked like it kind of like almost ruined the match but it wasn't something on purpose it just had to happen because i think adam cole was like we all said adam cole was supposed to take the pin but uh adam cole seemed to be fucking out of it when it came to like after what was it he was supposed to fall into the buckshot or no what was do you remember the last move he was supposed to take that he just kind of like you know he ducked out of it or collapsed and then loses the match was it um Jay's white finisher maybe? I, I think so. Know. Yeah, it was something like that. I know he's about. Yeah, he can. Uh, well, he got concussion or something like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Accidents happen. Like I was the fin- the finish could definitely been better, but like at that point, you just gotta like <laughs> end the match and do what you gotta do. Yeah, it's like sucks for it. Just sucks that that happens. You know, when an injury like so many wrestlers have been getting injured, and that that really did just kind of like it was weird just the way that finish happened i was like oh what the hell this is not what like i thought it was gonna be but still a really good match regardless if you if you take away what happened and injury aside like that was still a really good match yeah the match yeah the match was the beginning was really fun you know just like you know just just seeing all those four names in the ring together just like this is kind of cool you know this this doesn't happen all the time you see like four pretty huge names in the ring with each other like I like JY a lot. Okada's cool. That's my first time to see him in a match live, like on TV live. Um, so that's pretty dope. Um, and Hangman, surprisingly, he was a person that I had a feeling who would be like 
the one to shine the most. And he really did because he's someone who could really adapt to different styles. Um, he pretty much adapted to like everyone in that match to fit perfectly. So yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, I think Hangman, like, that's the biggest thing about AEW. Hangman, out of all the elite, Hangman has been the, been the one who was able to gain the most out of this because when he was in just the elite, you know, Bullet Club, he was just a guy there who had some really cool matches. And then, you know, he was like the weaker of the entire group just because he wasn't as big as the Young Bucks or Cody or Kenny, but he was still there and he wasn't bad, but he really showed. This last, what, two, three years? It's been about three three years or more. It's been really cool to have, like, Hangman do what he does. And sure, you were just hating on him a second ago, but <laughs> Hangman's pretty cool. He's a wrestler, and sure, his kind of gimmick is, like, what happens to a lot of babyface, like, champions, too. It's like, I'll fucking kick your ass, but I can't say he had a bad match as champion. I can't yeah, think yeah. of a bad match. Yeah, all his matches champion was good. Like even though like he made a Lance Archer match interesting. <laughs> that, that, that match point, was like, so sick yeah. too. <laughs> so you can actually yeah, actually more at that point. If you if you can do that, you're good. <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. I would be love to. I would love to see what's next up for him if he's rekindling with the box or you know. I would love to see how Hangman would possibly be like as a heel. You know, yeah. like it sucks that his. <laughs> It sucks that his name is Hangman, but like it would be sick if he actually like hung people. But that's kind of frowned upon. <laughs> but I know he's kind of like wrestling. People have kind of been hung before, so I don't know. It would be yeah, sick if this man was like Randy did it in their match at WrestleMania. And oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's kind of like messed up knowing they passed with that. But look, at this point, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, 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 it would be cool to see what they have more for Hangman if he's not in the, at least if he's not champion for now. Yeah. Um, but I would be happy if one day he became champion again. I would just like, would hope to see his his character continue to grow because that's the one thing. He's really good in the ring. It's just his character. It's just like, I'm a cowboy that kicks ass. <laughs> like, I guess, for, like, for back in the day, that's all you kind of needed back in like the 80s early 90s but now like what really got wrestling off the map was how crazy the characters were so anywho uh two 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 john moxley versus tanahashi a match in years in the making um it's funny when people think of dream matches i never would have considered this a dream match but this was a really cool fucking match at the end of the day of course john moxley is going to bleed to fucking death almost in any match he does um but him walking away as champion, I think that was what kind of you need, you know, especially John Moxley. I mentioned this in the pod. I wanted him to win exclusively just because of everything he's gone through leading to this point, fighting his demons and, you know, being able to get back into the ring and just literally like the Moxley we have now is hard hitting, puts on good matches, just kicks your ass like he, you know, he it's funny because he's admitted that he never really likes Stone Cold as a wrestler, <laughs> but he's like. He's AEW Stone Cold at the end yeah. of the day with non-alcoholic beer now because he, he was drinking non-alcoholic beer for the scrum. But he pretty much, you can see a lot of that in his character. And he's just, he's a guy, he kicks ass, puts on amazing promos and just can wrestle somebody and go technical, could go brawler, whatever he wants. And it's still a good time. And I think him and Tanahashi, like I want to rewatch that match. That match wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. 
But I think they did a great job and just I think that was the right decision to give the belt to him. Tanahashi doesn't need the belt. It would be cool if Tanahashi was more on AEW with like this partnership. But at the end of the day, John Moxley is like, you know, people say he's a WWE guy, blah, blah, blah. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like he like he is AEW. When I think of AEW, I think of him and he's gained he's probably gained the most of like guys that have transitioned from WWE there. It's John Moxley. Yeah, I mean, even yeah, I think that's a good point. I think really like when I think of John Moxley, and I, if I think of like him in general, like I think about his age, not because he's just he's in AW now, but like his AW run has been way more enjoyable than anything he's done in Dean, as Dean Ambrose. So, like, you know, yeah, like in the short amount of time that he's been here, um, and he's been here since the start, he's been here since the first show. He's an AW guy, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say that probably. Um, yeah, he got his big start, like his uh, mainstream start in WWE, but. Who cares? Um, yeah, I, I sad anyway. I didn't get to see this match. I fell asleep, um, but I saw this love blood. <laughs> and I saw that it was a good match. I could talk about the finish and that I'm happy that Moxley won because, like, like you said, after all he'd been through, you know, and plus his first run was like a pandemic run, no crowd. I'm happy he got his win here and he could have the top for like a little bit, you know, as long as Punk is out um, with the crowd. And that ventral Punk match is gonna be um, really good. Yeah, and he looks good with the belt. He The belt looks really good on him. I love that he also doesn't kind of give a shit about the belt. He just throws that wherever he wants. And, uh, like, that's just his character. He's a badass. And, yeah, he's an AEW guy falling through and through. And, like, it's funny because, like, even before he came to WWE, I knew who John Moxley was because I was becoming a little bit of a mark growing in, in high school and shit. And I've heard of him before just because, like, I would always see clips of him taking the electric, like, little saw to the fucking head. I don't know. You've probably seen that. I feel like that's yeah. a big indie moment from his before he went back to the indies. But Tom Moxley, this dude killing it, deserved it. And here he is as champion. And now he gets to get to have a good run in front of, you know, a crowd. And now he's going to face Brody King on Wednesday for the WWE, I mean, WWE, <laughs> for the AEW title. And, you know, Holy while it's such are. a random. Yeah, I am Jr. He did that a bunch too. He kept calling Daniel Bryan Brian Danielson, and I mean, you know, vice versa. I mean, reverse. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting. He's going against Brody King. I, that's not who I thought he would who would face, but I think it's pretty cool. And also, the way Brody King won that Rumble was sick as hell. He choked somebody out and just dropped them. You know, but interesting to see where this run goes for him and how long will it be like how long will punk be out we don't know when will this match happen some people say maybe all out but i don't know i think punk will probably be out longer than that <laughs> yeah especially if they wanted like a whole interim champion i could see him out for at least like towards the end of the year maybe who knows um yeah, yeah we don't need to we don't need to rush punk coming back we know he'll be back so Give Moxley the time he needs, and you know, whenever Punk comes back, it's going to be huge, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, so that was that show. We can talk about blood and guts. There's really like, there's some to talk about, but not that much. Like for example, it's funny because last blood and guts it was a bunch of like tape stuff, and then they did the blood yeah. and guts match. But um, no, they actually did like all of this live, which is good. And so we get Orange Cassidy going against Ethan Page. That wasn't bad. I like and one thing about AEW is with the roster being so bloated, I kind of wish we had opportunities for more people because, like, 
Ethan Page, I think, has the potential to be like a big main eventer because he he's a big personality. You know, it, like I was first watching him when he was part of the North, and then you know he still was doing some indie stints still, and he's a big personality. So it would be really cool to see him one day, like you know, get some opportunity to be more on television. I think having even Dan Lambert with him kind of like I don't think it's a hinder because even though Dan Lambert's annoying, I don't think it's hindering them, but it's like makes them even more you know, must-see in a way. Because I think, you know, this was great for Scorpio Sky, too, because look at him, he's a champion, and he'll probably lose to Wardlow. But I think, you know, I think this has been pretty cool. It would be nice to see Ethan Page get a bigger spotlight, in my opinion. But him against Orange Cassidy, that was a really cool match. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was pretty, that was a pretty good match. I know that when I was on my, the Discord, I mean, everyone loved that match. It was like, yeah, this match is so good. Um, yeah, Ethan Page is really someone who could definitely be – in a bigger spot than he's in right now, um, like I said, and I think I think eventually he'll get to that point. You know, if I was them, I was like I would have had Page win the TNT title versus Scorpio Sky. I don't care about Scorpio Scorpio Sky; he's kind of boring. Um, but <laughs> Racism that's, that's, from yeah. the black guy. <laughs> he is boring though. He's like straight up just like not interesting. But he's yeah. not as entertaining as Page is. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> But he's a good wrestler, <laughs> and that's what you need in AEW. <laughs> yeah. Um, after that match, you come to a commercial break, and Christian Cage is out, and he's supposed to have a match, but he's out here wearing a fucking turtleneck and shit like that. And uh, they announced that he has to fucking apologize. Tony Khan, AEW, wants him to apologize for the remarks he made about Jungle Boy's dad. <laughs> and uh, this is this is fucking goaded. I fucking love it. He's like, well, I've never had to apologize for anything in my life. But, uh, well, in anything in my career. But, well, here I am. Jungle Boy, I'm sorry your whole family isn't dead. <laughs> I was fucking dying. He's like, your whole family except your mom. And he's like, call me. I'm like, yeah, that was awesome. You know, Christian coming to AEW has not, it hasn't been bad, but it's been a little lackluster besides a few moments here and there. I will say him, um, when they, they did that triple threat match on Rampage, and that was pretty cool. Um, that we were there at Rampage Grand Slam, and then even like uh, the other matches they've had. But now that Christian's a fucking heel, it's awesome. And now, you know, I never thought I'd say this, but Luchasaurus has become really interesting now that he's like partnering up with Christian. They, you know, Christian got him to turn to his side and basically say, fuck Jungle Boy. And I love the even the like somewhat generic Kane music that he came out to, but. If if Luchasaurus is going to be a monster, I'm all for it. I don't give a shit if he's just going to be a little, like, Kane ripoff. Kane was awesome before he became a politician. So I'm all down for junk, uh, for Luchasaurus just being a monstrous heel. Christian's there to, like, back him up and be his talking piece or whatever Christian's role is now. I, I'm digging this. I'm all for it. I have no complaints with this. Yeah, I have no complaints either, like... <laughs> that, this choice coming over like that. He got. I like the new theme song, like a Kane theme, almost. Like he's the new Kane replacing Glenn Jacobs. Um, but no, yeah, Christian as a heel is really, is really great. Like this is like, I could forgive them for all the boringness that he did so far, just because of the small glimpse of this run. Um, I think this like this this Christian run is going to help Jungle Boy in ways that he could that he didn't like really elevate him as a manager. So I think it's going to be way better for everyone involved. Even the story, like I say, is actually interesting now. So, um, yeah, this is going to be pretty fun. Yeah, I think this is going to be really cool to see. And 
whenever Jungle Boy gets back, I think he might like have one of the best matches of his career with Christian because they're going to eventually have a match against each other. And either which way, I know Christian's here to help out the young guys and you know have a nice run. But shit, let Christian do what he wants, and it would be so sick for just you know Christian to be continue to be the CEO. You know, give him some, give him the tag team gold <laughs> with Luchasaurus, or like I don't know, give him something. I just. It's cool. No matter what, at the end of the day, this is cool and better than what I expected was going to come out of like this little heel turn. Because right now, Christian's literally telling his whole family to die. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, and it's like on television. Like I literally said, like it reminded me of when like Randy Orton told Rey Mysterio, like you know, Eddie's and you know, Eddie's not in heaven. He's in hell. Oh my like, <laughs> damn, that was savage, and this was just as savage. Um. We get a we get a tag team match. We get Max Caster in the Gun Club because the Gun Club wanted to put a rest of being called the Sun, the Ass Boys, and it's a uh, FTR and Danhausen. Danhausen was supposed to get anybody to be his tag team partners, and it makes sense to get you know the guys dripped in the gold to be his partners. I saw someone was saying, "Well, they're in Detroit. How cool would it be if it was Motor City Machine Guns?" And I was really hoping it to be Motor City Machine Guns. I don't have a problem with being FTR since they definitely deserve all the admiration and opportunity to be on TV as they need right now as champions. But would have been sick if it was FTR. Either which way, uh, this match was good. Uh, not too crazy. At Danhausen getting the opportunity to wrestle is cool because it's Danhausen. And um, the biggest thing I think that comes out of this match is, you know, Anthony Bowen, who has been injured for a bit and going in a wheelchair, um, gets up, obviously not injured anymore, at least <laughs> what it looks like, cause, cost uh, the ass boys the, <laughs> the W. And then Billy Gunn basically takes sides with the claimed and not his own boys because i guess he's trying to you know keep the peace and be like you know because the ass boys were getting out of hand because they were just pissed off that they lost the match but um interesting to see what happens but i really hope this team doesn't end because i think they have a lot of comical opportunities still with them yeah <laughs> as you can imagine once ftr came out i was like yeah i don't give this match no more so i stopped paying attention until the ending um but yeah, the, the, I'm, I'm happy uh, Billy Gunn is so excited with the claim. I think that's pretty funny. They have the gun bros by by themselves and they, let them be sad. Um, so yeah, I'm, that was that. I think they'll be make for a cool little story. You see Billy on their side instead of his own sons. Maybe push them a little bit to you know do something different, something cooler. Yeah, for real. And you know, it's still just so crazy to look at Billy Gunn and he looks. The same way he's always been, just so fucking jacked. Yeah. And then look at Sean, who's like barely has hair. Yeah, it was funny when they did the John Cena thing on Raw that we kind of just kind of skipped over, but it wasn't that important as I was hoping it to be. But like yeah. they showed Sean, and he looks so fucking old. <laughs> yeah, he's not aging well. Nah, he just should have never got rid of all that hair. Him going bald. <laughs> Yeesh. Um, TBS match, TBS championship match today is Jade Cargill versus uh, Layla Gray, and I was, it was just the typical Jade match. I still don't think Jade, Jade has never what? What is her challenge? Was Thunder Rose? Wait, who? Whoever she beat for the TBS title to get it, maybe was her biggest challenge. Yeah, but ever since it, still like I love Jade. I think she's money. But, I don't know, it's just not eventful. She's probably going to have a match with Ember Moon. Ember Moon comes out and uh, 
after losing Layla Gray does try and help him out because Stokely told her something. And then, you know, she wants to like shake Stokely's hand just for Jade to tell her, go fuck off. <laughs> uh, this match was nothing special. And, uh, I don't know. I love Jade. I still, I hope she's training every day and, you know, getting, you know, just trying to wrestle her being a boss ass bitch works for me too, but it would be interesting to see what happens if she wrestled a little bit more. <laughs> having some competition but that's the thing too there's i can't really think of who else besides ember moon even though that's not her name anymore to athena um i don't know who else she could really go against honestly uh, Britt baker Britt baker's kind of face now i think mm, I, don't, I haven't seen her on tv in so long <laughs> i think about it like she was on it. tv like the other week <laughs> i wow Okay, that's on me. <laughs> I got me. That's on me. I let me know. But yeah, interesting. I know she was face. I guess after she won that tournament, she's kind of face. Yeah, like I think, yeah, whatever match she had recently, it was kind of like a face. It felt mo- moment. I don't know. Yeah, but, I don't know. Jay should not be wrestling jobbers right now. Like she's she should be having the actual matches with people in the roster. Like she's thirty four and zero, and and ninety percent of it is jobbers. And the thing is, I just feel like there's not there's no one else for her too. That's the problem. <laughs> like I don't know. Who, like you know, I, at that point, yeah. But then that just like I don't know. Then what else you do with her? And I personally like I'd rather her be champion because I don't want Athena to be champion. I still don't understand <laughs> the hype behind her. But at the same time, it's like, who else is left? And it's like, we got a roster that's bloated, but that's because there's so many dudes on the roster and not enough, like, you know, women. And it would be interesting if, like, you know, would be really cool, even though, like, people would complain about it anyway. Uh, I don't know if AEW, like, use, like, because they love doing YouTube, make dark, like, a woman's show or something. Like, give us more women on your show because, like, we have all these women that lose in like you know on dark like i forget like abaddon's like a fucking wrestler in this company <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that like i follow her on instagram with the project kayfabe account i would forget she even existed uh aq uh aqk i think or aqo remember that uh one girl that wrestled and lost yeah so like there's people on there that just don't use them yeah that's that's yeah they just need like i don't know they just need to start using people. And, and at this point, yeah, how old is the company? Three, four years? This is this About almost getting more. to four at some point. Yeah, this, this is definitely to like, you know, we had to sign everyone. Just use people. Just put them on TV. Like, there's so much people they have back there that I'm pretty sure they could use. They Like, for example, they freaking brought back Sheeta and Riho, but the part that they, they put them directly on Dark. Like, had them be on Dynamite. <laughs> like, they were, that's the. That's the former women's champion, not Riho, um, Yuka. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. And you know, we're getting it's interesting. I'll talk about this in a second. Or we can kind of talk about it now. Uh, I haven't watched really Raw or SmackDown. I've only seen clips recently. But I think in over the last week or two, it looks like the brand split is basically over, kind of, because now you see a lot more Raw talent on SmackDown and SmackDown talent on Raw. So. They're ending their brand split. AW should get a brand split at this point. Because, <laughs> like, they got so many people there. And Rampage is an hour. And I don't think Rampage is bad. But at this point, like, you could give us, like, a. Because what it kind of. You don't need. You don't normally see the same people wrestling 
on Dynamite go on Rampage the same week sometimes, so you might as well just do a brand split or give us like a two-hour show on for Rampage, but maybe don't make it Friday because I don't want to, you know, I, I miss a lot of Rampage because on Fridays, but uh, yeah, maybe it's about time they just get a second show or at least make Rampage a longer show that's built as important as Dynamite is, just so then you could give more opportunities to like, for example, like, I don't know, Rio, you, Lulu Pencil. I mean, there's so many people out there that you could throw in the women's division that are a part of the company that don't really get shown enough. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, like, Rampage definitely isn't a I mean, they ha- and they have ROH, which is like, there's still, I guess, the stuff we're going to to do with it. But, like, even then, if you get a TV deal of some sort, you know, throw some people on there that, you know, that should be used, but don't get often TV time. And, but, yeah, until until they figure that out, I guess we just gotta like wait and see what AEW does. Um, yeah, they have a really huge roster at this point. Yeah, that is true. They could use ROH as technically their second show, their whole second brand, because like a lot of it is within their main people anyway. So like, you know, like it's funny. Also, we talk about how we haven't seen Jonathan Grisham ever, and then <laughs> we found that he was on Battle of the Belts. But guess what? He's on Rampage this week, teaming yeah. up with Lee Moriarty. So. I guess Tony Khan's listening to our podcast now. <laughs> but, shock me. Yeah. It would be really cool to see if they maybe actually use ROH as like an opportunity to like really build that. I don't know if they like I think they're in talks to get on a network, so that would be cool for them. Um but yeah, maybe ROH is their second brand slash like second show that you know obviously continue to build up your ROH talent and your champions there, but you know, other people like like, I wouldn't think it's a demotion if you put them on that show unless, like, you know, it's also on a primetime network. But who knows? There's still, still a lot to be talked about with that, too. And then, main event of Blood and Guts is obviously the Blood and Guts match. Jericho Appreciation Society going on against the Blackpool Combat Club with the adjacent of Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz. What did you think about all this? I thought it was way better than last year's match. Like, um, first of all, it's last year's match was between two teams I could care less about. This year, it's last year, like a really good team in uh, um, the Black Pukama Club and you know Santana Ortiz and Kingston. Um, yeah, I'm you know I don't I don't I'm not a big fan of the JAS, um, but Garcia's cool, 2.0 is cool, so I don't really have a problem with them. Um, Jericho's all right, you know he's just there, but. Yeah, I thought the match was fun. I thought it was like a lot <laughs> the, the of thing, half, half of it has to do with just Jericho. The feud yeah. built off of him. <laughs> yeah, it does, but you know. Look past <laughs> his wife and just look at Jericho. <laughs> True. But you know, um, yeah, the match was really good. It was, it was just like, I thought the pacing was really better than last year. The finish was way better. Um, that spot Sammy took was insane. Like, one thing about Sammy, he's going to take a high spot. And he is. That was really and even cool. though you could tell it was still a, there was a crash pad yeah. underneath him, it looked 10 times better than what they did for Jericho. Because, yeah, like, really. I saw the replay of it. I'm like, oh, you could literally <laughs> see the fake cardboard metal, like, move up, and you just see all the cardboard. <laughs> I'm like, thankfully, they fixed it. And that was a crazy spot, regardless. So I think this match kicked ass, and the amount of blood everywhere, like, now, I saw someone say, like, you know, what do you like better, War Games, NXT, or this? I mean, I like NXT War Games, but, like, this was insane. Just the amount, like, Sammy Guevara was doing crazy shit. Just the, the imagery, too. Like, 
the first fucking moment when Garcia's bleeding and you see the blood come out of his mouth, I'm like, oh, that looks yeah. sick. Like, that was like a horror movie. And then when uh, Parker is like hanging off the fucking <laughs> yeah. like cage, like he looked like he got hung to kid like to death. <laughs> like, it was insane just how much blood and the gruesome it was. Like, and we get this on television. You know, this isn't like a pay per view that you got to get. This was on television. Yeah. And yeah, like, I like both of them for like different reasons. NXT one is more for no, it's W. It's, it's a cleaner product, you know. You know what you're gonna get. Yeah, they have really good match, but like this one was like, if you like extreme wrestling, you're gonna love this version because, like, like I said, the blood, there's so much thumbtacks, thumbtacks, glass. Um, Mox had the fork, you know. So like, it's just so much. This is crazy. Yeah, this was like. And it was, and it's interesting too because they also used this to build up some, some feud. Obviously, the biggest feud that people are, are thinking what's going to happen is Claudio and and, uh, and Eddie, and Claudio getting the victory for the team when Eddie was trying to tap out Jericho. That builds to the feud, mind you. They did like fist pump and kind of like acknowledge each other, but like clearly Eddie's going to be pissed off about it. I'm very interested to see what happens tomorrow on Dynamite because. This was like this was awesome. This match really delivered. Probably some of the fun. Like this is the thing about AEW. It's a fun time, yeah. and you like this is another match too. Like you could show this to people who aren't wrestling fans and just be like, "What the fuck? This is like how is this even allowed?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> and that this this was impressive. I I I don't know what else to say. Did they, I think, did they use Ty Conti for a spot? I don't even remember. She was going to enter the cage, or she did something, and then Ruby Riot came. Yeah, she's going to open the uh, door. Ah, yeah, door. Ruby Riot came. That is correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot Ruby Riot kind of in the company. Like, that's the thing about these damn women on this company. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's right. Ruby Riot was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's it's just a really it was really cool at the end of the day that this match was, and this is like how you really like after following up, like how do you follow up Forbidden Door, Blood and Guts? You know that that was just so cool. I'm happy they didn't do Blood and Guts before Forbidden Door because honestly, this might have been this probably was cooler than anything that they had on Forbidden Door, even though Forbidden Door was pretty good in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just more Forbidden Door because just that last match alone was just like just too much fun. Hell yeah. Um, all right. That is the AW portion of the show. It took over an hour, but we can run through Money in the Bank and talk about that. There's really not that much to talk about throughout the pay-per-view that isn't the Money in the Bank stuff itself, you know. But we started off the show with the Women's Money in the Bank match. Uh, wait, why is this out of order? Fucking hell. Fuck you, CBS. Uh, we started it off with the Women's Money in the Bank match. Um... The match itself, I didn't really like it that much. I felt it was very clunky for the most part. Yeah. Like, I don't really like it. And that's the problem, too. I liked Lacey Evans before her new gimmick, because now it just screams MAGA to me. (laughs) (laughs) Raquel Rodriguez, uh, never really liked her that much either, but I think she is kind of impressive. Um, But, like, there was moments like Shotzi. Like, they all, like, had moments where it just kind of, like, was really clunky. And I don't know why. Like, maybe it's just because the nature of what the match is. Maybe it's, like, because it's, it's demanding. But there was a lot of spots that just weren't that impressive. And it was, it, it, for me, it didn't, it fell flat. But 
the internet wrestling community finally got what they fucking wanted. And I don't think Liv Morgan is bad. I'm very happy she finally got her shot. But the people like I'm, I'm going to put you maybe in the category quad because <laughs> you have her as your fucking thing on Discord now. But like people wouldn't shut the fuck up about Liv Morgan. Like I was starting to feel like the problem that people have with Dolph Ziggler and like, you know, because they're always talking about, oh, she needs the opportunity, kind of like Ziggler. And then here she finally gets an opportunity. And um, I was like, oh, the internet wrestling community can shut up now. But, uh, and, you know, then she gets an even bigger opportunity. I'm still very happy for her. I think the wrestling community on Twitter and just anywhere has kind of tainted her a little bit for me. Not going to lie. I'm so happy to live. I'm so happy to know, like, Liv is just someone who you could just easily, like, she's one of those, one of those wrestlers that you could just easily, you know, back. Like, she has, she has good heart. She's very, you know. She actually loves wrestling. She cares about it so much, and like someone who just you just want to root for. She's kind of like that. Um, what's a good example? I don't know, like a Jeff Hardy, maybe, kind of. Like <laughs> Brian, I, I don't you know. know. Would like you comparing her to Jeff Hardy? Hardy? Interesting. I don't know why I picked Jeff, but someone Jeff people people love Jeff, so that's what, that's what I'm picking now. The match itself, though, like you said, Shotzi, man, Shotzi. I feel bad for us. Then she, I think she just deleted her Twitter. Um, people just coming at her like, "Yo, it should be fired and all that stuff because she missed some why? spots." And, she she did miss her because spots, of the spots and, that were yeah, missed. Really, she, she, she did some botches, but like, at the end of the day, like her, someone says that on Discord, like her her um confidence is probably so low right now because of this comments because it's like comments people make. She's barely on TV, and I just feel bad for her because she's honestly like one of my more of my favorite wrestlers from wrestlers on the, on the company. I like her more than yeah. I like Liv. No offense to Liv, like I said, I'm not a Liv hater, but I like her more. Yeah, and and I just feel bad for her. I just hope like. Hope she's fine. Hope she's okay. You know, I just hope that people just shut up. <laughs> like, don't wish for someone to get fired who doesn't deserve it because she did nothing wrong. Like, okay, she made some botches, but like, I'm sure your favorite wrestler make botches all the time too. So who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's fucking dumb. I I think it's fucking dumb how like people are with it. And to be honest, like Shotzi's really good just because she like not only okay Shotzi fucked up a bump. Uh, I saw Alexa Bliss fucked up something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Becky and Asuka had some weird timing. Like, they all fucking were weird in that match. So, that's that's the shitty thing about professional wrestling fans. This is why, for the longest time, I would never tell people I'm a wrestling fan. It's <laughs> like, now that I'm getting into anime, like, I'm telling people just because we're adults now, and people Man. are, like, good about it. But, like, just, there's, like, a, such a shitty stigma of, certain, like, just being a part of this community. It's, like, so... I'm happy that no one, like, besides people I fuck with, they respond to my shit on Twitter or on Discord, but, like, I'm happy I never have to deal with any of that toxic-ass shit, because, like, they live more, I mean, like, Ru- Ruby, uh, I can't speak, Shotzi didn't deserve that shit, that's bullshit, that, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the match, you know, there's some cool spots in the match, I think. I couldn't rewatch this one. I was like, I can't think of one. (laughs) Yeah, I just know the finish. I just know she won. I was just happy about that. Yeah, yeah, I was really happy about it too. I just the wrestling community, like I said, kind of ruined her a little (laughs) bit for me. But it is what it is. I'm still happy for her. Next match, man. It's is it wrong of me to say I kind of wish Bobby Lashley didn't win so we didn't get what happened (laughs) in the money in the bank. Because fucking Christ, man, like that tainted my happiness for Bobby because of what happens for Money in the Bank. But Bobby Lashley goes against Austin Theory. Theory is now his name. I I never understand why WWE likes to cut away two names. Um, 
Theory's another one. Really great wrestler. Shitty, shitty person. Also, he I hate his facial hair. He needs to shave that shit. It makes him look weird. Like I, I still think of the time he won the United States Championship and he's next to to uh to Vince. And he looks like a fucking Titan with his mouth open. Like he looks gross. Like that's fucked up to say, but I I, I don't know. Man has weird <laughs> For being like a really in shape dude, and he's not like ugly, but he has some weird fucking features. But yeah, uh, still, yeah, still, uh, still possibly a fucking predator. Either which way, um, he, him, and Lashley, they that match was longer than what I was hoping for. But when you're, you know, I guess you know Vince obviously likes him. If he's gonna share the TV with him, obviously t- share TV time with him, and. Um, Makes sense. I guess predators hang out with each other, but um, uh, very interesting that this match went longer than I thought it would have. To me, I thought this would have just been an easy squash for Lashley, but you know, theory isn't no slouch in the ring, so I guess it, it kind of makes sense too. But I just can't think about this match that much because I'm like, damn, Bobby won just so we could get all all of us to get screwed at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm ha- yeah, happy Bobby won, but I can say, yeah. It, it, for the events that happened afterwards, it just completely ruined it. And if Bobby had lost, maybe this would have happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, it's just rough. It's just so fucking rough. But it is, it, it is what it is, I guess. But, yeah, Bobby Lashley, United States champion now. That is sick. Very interested to see. I, they should just give him a year-long run. I don't care. He Him being his champion is cool to me. But also, I think it would be sick as hell to see him go against Roman Reigns, but I don't think now if him is United States champion, I don't see them going that route. Yeah, probably not. Um, I'm pretty sure the next match... Uh, I might be out of order, but it doesn't matter. Um, Natalia versus... Was it Natalia versus Ronda was that next? Probably, yeah. I think. Yeah, it was. I'm going to say, yeah, it was. Um, honestly, you know, people, I, I, if, maybe if it's because I only really watch pay-per-views at this point for WWE, I almost forgot Ronda was the champion not too long ago, but, um, I didn't hate this match. I'll say it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad though. And really what comes out of this is Liv Morgan becoming the WWE champion after cash. I mean, uh, woman's champion after cashing in on her. So, I don't think the match is bad, and I, I really enjoy the ending too, where Liv Morgan cashes in and finally gets the gold. That was uh, that was a really cool moment. I just didn't watch this. I didn't watch this match. I was playing Ninja Turtles. Um, I saw. Ninja. I did see. Yeah. That. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, I'm gonna play this. Uh, so I didn't really see it. I saw the cash in. The cash in was very cool. That's like the most important part. Um, it could have been good. No, no, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I don't think it was bad, honestly. I, I think uh, people were expecting it to be a lot worse than it was, which I was too. But I think uh, it was a decent match for what it was. And obviously the ending is what really came. It's the most important part of it. And just having Liv Morgan now as champ, that's cool. It's, uh, there's some investment in there for me. But I'm just very interested. Like I'm not watching enough WWE television to begin with. Like I kind of keep up with what's going on, and then I watch the pay-per-view. But now they're doing now it just feels like the brand split is over. I'm like, oh god, that was a really hard time to watch WWE when the brand split was not a thing and again. So like I don't know what I'm gonna do now. Yeah, yeah. Blame Brock Lesnar. 
Why are we blaming Brock? Apparently, he's the one pushing for the stupid championship championship match. So, I'm blaming him. I guess, but I'm not blaming him. I'm blaming Vince. <laughs> I ain't blaming Brock fucking Lesnar. He's he's goat. <laughs> um, probably my favorite match of the fucking night: Street Profits, Usos tag team titles. That match was nutty. That was a sick ass match. I I mean, obviously, the Street Profits are not going to take home the belts from the Usos anytime soon because I think the Usos will be champs before. See, that's the thing. I don't know what's good, who's eventually going to take the belts off Roman, but I think once the Usos lose the belts, then that's probably when Roman is going to lose the belts. And obviously, I didn't see them losing the titles here. It would have been super sick if the Street Profits won because they are probably one of the most consistent tag teams out there with the New Day and the Usos. But no matter what, this match was so cool. Yeah, this match was really good. And like, whenever the Usos put on a match with the Street Profits or the New Day, whenever the Street Profits, New Day, or Usos face each other in any combination, they're always all slap. I don't know what it is between these. Honestly, they're like some of the best tags in the WWE and all the styles mesh together. But like, yeah, this match was super fun. Um, I would have loved to see Street Profits win here, but I guess with this whole um, bloodline stuff, they just got the tiles. I guess it wasn't, wasn't going to happen. Um, but. I would like to see a rematch at SummerSlam if possible, and then I would like to see Profits walk out um, as champions. Montez Ford is just so good, and Andrew Dawkins honestly isn't that bad, too. Like, if those are to break up at some point, I think Dawkins could hold his own, pretty much. Um, people, I know Ford's going to do fine, but I think Dawkins is good enough to hold his own, too. Yeah, I saw someone on Twitter, you know, basically said, because everyone, it's the conversation, it's been a thing for the last year now, but I feel like it's recently it's been really talked about even more. It's like put a fucking rocket on the back of Montez Ford and bring him to the fucking promised land because he's awesome. And I saw someone's like, oh, like, you know, poor Dawkins, if this happens, he's going to be like Tucker and Otis. And I saw someone said, no, there's a difference. Tucker didn't have a character. Tucker, you know, just, you know, he wasn't really all complete, but Dawkins is more complete. He has a character. He could talk. He could wrestle. And sure, he's not on the same level as Montez Ford, unfortunately, but he's still really good. So he could do fine, whether it's they put him in another tag team or they let him do his own thing. Like, it would be very interesting to see what happens. But Montez Ford is a star already and a bigger star in the making. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I thought the ending was a little weird, obviously, because Montez, like, I'm happy that uh, they called it out at the end of the match yeah. and like maybe this is what leads to the rematch because his shoulder was very clearly <laughs> up and i'm like is this just are they gonna look past this also i'm pretty sure uh jimmy or jay i don't even remember which one it was i'm pretty sure they went to for the tag but it didn't connect <laughs> it didn't look like it connected on my when i first saw it so i'm like huh i guess they're gonna keep going with it then <laughs> but uh either which way sick ass match they were flying all over the place and just this is what you want. This is like, and it's funny because I think about the WWE run and some of the best tag team matches in the last 10 years have involved the Usos and the New Day. And now it's the Usos versus the Street Profits. The Usos need a lot more credit than they get because they are fucking phenomenal. No matter even if you got one that can't stop drinking and driving or whatever the hell, just like the Hardys, <laughs> you still got some really cool stuff that comes out of the Usos at the end of the day. Even though like I like the New Day better than I like the Usos, and I like the Street Profits better than I like the Usos, but I still think the Usos are pretty fucking cool. 
yeah, yeah, they're definitely one of the top teams. Like, I think like at least the last ten years, in W style, those are definitely the top three teams to walk through the door. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I honestly I don't have much to say for this match besides fuck the WWE for the fucking finish that they gave us, which is Austin Theory gets his ass in this fucking match and he fucking wins the be- like the fucking briefcase. I like it's ruined the entire match for me. I can't even think of any cool moments from this match besides yeah, I can't think of a cool moment in this match because it's tainted that Theory won the briefcase. The funny thing is that the only cool moment I can remember also also involves another prayer there. And Riddle doing the archie off the ladder. I'm just like, great. That's the two things I remember the most. Riddle and Theory. That's just perfect. Thank you. That yeah. <laughs> and it's still weird. I don't even... What, Riddle wasn't really a predator. He was more of like... Yeah, whoever he was. I don't even know at this point. Yeah, sure, pro- causing problems with women. Either which way. I don't know. It's still weird that that got dismissed and all that. And then he got the gold. So, I mean, it makes sense when it's coming from this man. <laughs> he got the an actual. Who knows? Yeah, so who knows what the fuck's going on over there. But, yeah, I do remember that spot. I guess him doing the little whatever you fucking call it. <sighs> but Theory winning the briefcase just really ruined the show for me, to be honest. Even Liv Morgan, like, winning the gold is not enough for me to, like, redeem this pay-per-view. <laughs> oh, no, premium live event. Like, it's still not enough because, like, Theory has real fucking heat. Like, people don't like him. And the people that do like him, I got a problem with you. (laughs) And that's the thing. Theory's a really good wrestler, I understand. And honestly, if you take away the Predator allegations or a truth or whatever he has for him, like maybe then he's just doing his real a really good job at being a bad uh, like a good heel because I don't like him, but like I put him in the same category as Sammy Guevara, amazing in the ring, but I don't like them. I just don't like them at all. <laughs> yeah, and even at that, I mean, like Theory to me, like he's not even like someone like Riddle's. Like he's honestly like Riddle's actually pretty good, you know, in the ring. Theory is yeah. like. He's okay, but he's not. He doesn't. He doesn't wow me in any in any particular way to the point where like I've seen I, his indie matches yeah, and his indies matches are cool. They're, he's but, definitely yeah. getting limited in WWE. Yeah, I figure and NXT he had people. some good stuff too. It's what always happens to people. Yeah, but like yeah, like he like you said he has like legit heat to just like go away. He <laughs> like he has the Xbox. Let's go away heat. Know? He has that yeah. go away heat. Like get the fuck out of here. Like when people boo, people was booing because they don't like him. Like not because yeah. he's like, legit, just does not like him. So like, and this didn't it did him no favors, and either way, because like I don't know, they, they could just get it. The briefcase of Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre. I thought it was good. like sheesh. I didn't want it to be Drew just because like I'm tired of face Drew, but I still like yeah. Drew. But like I was, I I really thought they were gonna give it to Rollins. But no, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. And I thought I would have been sick because Rollins has been doing some of the best character work for him and putting on some of the best matches his entire career. And I thought it would have been also like Sweet Justice. I don't know. He fucking beats Roman. And then Cody comes back just to beat Seth again. <laughs> How funny would that have been? But At this point, Omos could have won. It would have been fine. <laughs> like, I really do not care for what it was. Just not theory. <sighs> 
I really hope. Like I saw someone said it before. You know, Damian Sandow didn't get to cash it and cost. He was cost because of John Cena, and didn't technically Braun Strowman get cost because of John Cena? Or no, it wasn't because of John Cena. I think he just cashed in all. It's like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but it would be sick. As I saw, it, not it wouldn't be sick, but like at least he, if he loses, he doesn't become champion. But I saw someone like say, "Oh, he costs like Austin Theory the opportunity to be, you know, the winner." But um, I also did see someone say, oh, Austin Theory wins the gold, and then uh, John Cena beats him for his 17th reign. But, I mean, I just don't want any (laughs) – yeah, exactly. Is it worth Cena getting his 17th reign this way by Theory getting a reign? (laughs) Like, like, come on. Like, I'm hoping Bobby Lashley takes a break off him at some point. I don't know. Like, yeah, cool. I, I know they did it last year, giving the Miz. But you know what? Fuck it. Let <laughs> someone else beat him for the briefcase. Yeah. Like shit. I, I, you know, kind of like how I said about Liv Morgan being a Dolph Ziggler. With Dolph Ziggler, you would always think he's going to get his moment. Never does. And you know, he gets it, and then they fuck him over anyway. <laughs> Let him get the briefcase somehow off of him. I'll go back on the Dolph Ziggler train again if needed, but. <laughs> I I really don't want to see Theory win this belt, and now of a brand split possibly being over, you know what this fucking means? More Theory <laughs> on television. Both it just means him. He, yeah, he's more TV uh, time for this fuck. This is gonna be horrible. I, you know, I hope he catches in mid match of SummerSlam and Roman Brock just beats him up, and then he just disappears. That'd be nice. Yeah, that would be fucking sick. God, well. That is the pay-per-view. That is the show. And I think that's kind of all we got here. I don't have anything else to talk about, to be honest. Yeah, this was a, this was an interesting two weeks of wrestling, you know. Some good stuff, some really bad stuff. But, of course, WWE is attached to the bad stuff. But, man, you know, surprising. Are, are, are we just AEW lovers and WWE haters? Maybe. But will I, I say everything. when AEW? <laughs> huh? I hate everything. I hate AEW. I hate WWE. <laughs> Watch uh, Garden State Pro Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Watch Garden State Pro Wrestling on Fight TV July 23rd. But if Quad is going to find a way to hate that too, guarantee. <laughs> yeah, most likely. <laughs> but all right, people, that is our show. Uh, as always, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Project underscore Kayfabe. You can find me on Twitter at JoeBro316. Find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash JoeBro underscore 316. And then Quad A. Find me at It's Quad A everywhere. Yeah, there you go. Well, uh, thanks, people. And uh, next week, I think we're going to have a pop culture episode talking about the boys, probably. So uh, no wrestling probably next week, but we'll come back again soon. So uh, peace out, people.